MGC Hollywood. Stay classy. Uh, all right, all right, man. Sorry, I thought I heard, heard my name, but it's just Zeke being bad. He's just standing there <laughs> acting all cool, but you know, he's about to mess something up, man. He's that oh, dude, man. Troublemaker yeah, Zeke. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad it got kind of sorted, but man, that sucks that it costs so goddamn much, man. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it always like that, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast episode 33, take two. This is, uh, technically, last week was 33, but then I, I decided to shift. I was like, you know what? It's not 33. It's it's TMP 101. I didn't want to taint uh, Hollywood with just me. So uh, here we are. We're back, Bringle. The two co-hosts finally reunited. <laughs> uh, episode 33. Reunited. <laughs> feels so good. <laughs> How you been, man? I'm doing, doing good, man. Doing good, dude. It, it feels longer, right? Because So we had the two weeks off because of my shenanigans. And then mm-hmm. we did the one week where we recorded, and then uh, you couldn't make it last week, and then our other Pringle, Broken, couldn't make it, so then it was just <laughs> me. So it's technically like we've missed um, almost like three weeks out of the four in a month, so uh, uh, it feels yeah, weird. Dude. But luckily, we were just talking about it. It's been mad slow in the FGC, so I hardly even think we missed anything. Oh, that's good. Yeah, even this show... You know, we don't have a lot to talk about, to be honest. So luckily, we did get a couple questions. Some of them are uh, trolly, but we'll still answer them just because we're starved for content. And since we're not event hubs, we can't talk about Street Fighter V for about 95 minutes. So uh, we'll have to <laughs> <laughs> have to do something else. Um, but it'll be okay. I'm just glad that we get to record something. And um, before we start the, this week's show, I just wanted to give a shout out to the audio listeners on... All those feeds like Google and um, those other ones, Pan- not Pandora, <laughs> Spotify and all those. Um, man, they were fiending. <laughs> man, I remember Pandora. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they were fiending. Remember, so because we were off on those two weeks when I was doing State of the FGC and then I had car trouble, mm. uh, episode uh, 31 was getting downloaded way more because I think maybe people thought that the, like that's the latest episode, but we missed a bunch of oh, weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so episode 31 on audio feeds is now like the second most downloaded episode ever. And episode 32, the one we recorded after we came back from those two weeks, is the third most downloaded. So uh, the audio listeners were fiending for us to, to return. Uh, <laughs> so here we are. We're, we're back. Um, we didn't forget you all. Not at all, man. <laughs> but yeah, Pringle, I uh, I figured I would start with this because you know uh, you're uh, I I bully you on, on Discord all the time. I call you a nerd for being a <laughs> <laughs> nerd. <laughs> you and JJ and Org and uh, Big Sword, all you guys in Discord talking about JRPGs. <laughs> but uh, this one's actually kind of kind of cool. I was keeping my eye on this one. Have you heard of Chris Tales? So I read a little bit about it. They said, uh, and you know me, like I'm not a huge mm. JRPG guy, but I like the indie ones. The indie ones are really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this one looks kind of interesting. You know, uh, visually it reminded me of uh, like Child of Light. Remember Ubisoft had mm-hmm. the, the little uh, spinoff thing. So uh, Child oh, of Light yeah, was cool. From what I read, so I got this off of Game Informer. They said that uh, this is a time, there's like time travel mechanics, right? So the mm-hmm. Game Informer article said that uh, Chris Tales is a combination between Chrono Trigger meets Octopath Traveler. So as far as the Chrono Trigger yeah. part, that's that's more so with the, um, not the system. So it's not active time battle. It's more so with like the story, yeah. how you're traveling through times. Um, as far as the gameplay, mm-hmm. I 
I don't really know how it works because all of the trailer that I saw was just uh, cutscenes and them talking to each other. So that was uh, I didn't see the the gameplay, but it, it was kind of cool the way they they use time as a, a significant mechanic in the game to be able to move around and stuff. So one thing I didn't like about it was a little bit of the art style. They got like these um, <laughs> like toothpick legs, <laughs> like they're just little yeah. like <laughs> black <Toothpick> lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, it looked cool, so that's coming out in July. That might be my next uh, Omori, not Omori, because I was like super excited for Omori. But my yeah. next non-fighting game title, I think Chris Tales might be the next next thing to come out. But the one thing I, I think it's coming out like at forty nine ninety nine. That's too expensive. So, or not forty nine, but thirty nine ninety. So forty bucks. So I'll wait yeah. until it's like twenty. Okay, so yeah, that's probably one of the other things I think I thought about with that game is the. Uh... It's a little too expensive for my taste. But yeah, it definitely looks really good, though. Yeah, it looks really neat. And I, I do like to see... Honestly, I feel like there's not very much um, indie games that are, like, turn-based or something similar to that vein. And, like, as much as I thought there would be more on Steam, there isn't as much as I wish there was. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it looks really neat. Um, I, li I like the style a lot. So hopefully it comes out and it's actually good or it falls into the indie trap where it's like, this is kind of whack. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully yeah, we'll see. Yeah, man. I'll keep my eye out, and uh, if if I play it, I'll definitely let you all uh, know in the Discord because I know a couple mm -hmm. other people were also interested. The next order of business is man, we missed a couple weeks, but uh, I have not missed a beat of mm -hmm. shilling things I like. Pringle, yeah. Hollywood show of the week. Remember, remember we were, we were talking about Invincible, and I was like, oh, by the way, read Claymore, and, and then you yeah. you joke joke said, like, what's the next show of the week going to be? Claymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Yes, it is Claymore. Uh, man, dude, Claymore is so good. I, so I've been yeah, reading it man. for the last, I don't know how long. I mean, has it been like three weeks now? And so I initially, I started reading it and watching it simultaneously, right? And like, even though I'm not a big anime guy, it's been like super enjoyable. I've been reading like three chapters, watching one episode of the anime. Eventually, I got all the way caught up. Um, and then, so the anime is 26 episodes, but when the mm -hmm. last three, they do their own thing. It follows the manga super closely oh, yeah? until episode yeah. 23. Yeah. And then because there wasn't going to be a second season or anything, they decided to do their own like anime ending. So the last cool. three, um, as far as the anime, you know, it, it goes in a different direction. So I, the way it ended wasn't my favorite, but um, the manga is super, super good. So like it continues on in a, in a trajectory that's really good. I have to say like, it's been, such a such a fun read. I'm on chapter 110, and there's 154 total, so I'm really close to finishing it. Mm -hmm. And man, I couldn't say better things. Like it's one of those ones where remember when I was raving about blood on blood on the tracks? I was like, yeah, man, this the, is like, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. That yeah, the really psych good. horror one. This has been my favorite since Blood on the Tracks because I, I really think it's claymore right now i think is in my top five all time that's how good i think it is uh the character development man I, pringle i've been just fiending for some good character development because i'll you read a lot of these manga and god the character development sucks like it's just bad mm -hmm. but finally i found something that has like a good overarching story and really good characters and are actually developed so it like when when some of them die off or like you don't get a lot of them mm -hmm. uh if you feel more like it's not just there's no stupid comedy relief it's it's dark fantasy i'm telling you like if if you like more of the the serious stuff 
with manga claymore man that that is really really good also great action i i think so um the monsters are really cool looking uh the one problem i do have and i think uh it's funny because i said this on twitter and obama actually uh replied and uh, he and i share the same sentiment yeah because he's a big berserk fan um he said that he he likes it the the only problem is that um a lot of the characters look the same because the claymores they all have the you know the gray eyes Uh, they're all blonde uh with gray eyes with different hairstyles but sometimes it's kind of hard to discern who is who outside of the like the few main characters like whether it's claire or miria whoever so um but yeah so it is a little bit difficult that way but uh as far as the characters themselves they're super super good so i highly recommend claymore so i'm not gonna lie but i actually do appreciate that fact in claymore that they have these very um like they all kind of look alike, kind of like that. Cause like there's like it only takes like one 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 character with longer hair to be like, okay, this chick is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all it was is like, all it's the same looking face, but all they did was put more hair on her ass, and it's like so much to the character that this chick is like crazy. Like Teresa was it? Yeah. Like all these. Oh, I love nuts. Teresa. Oh man, these dude Claymore is really sick. Like honestly, yeah, it, it is really dope like i would definitely rewatch it if i decided to watch anime or even like read it, it would, it's definitely one of those things where it's, it would be sick to have the actual like physical physical mangas of it Among it's funny you bring that up because i am actually yeah, on man. my way to purchasing all of them <laughs> yeah, yeah dude because like the dude I, like i was thinking about it recently and i was like man you know what man I think comic books might be my next thing if I start if I were to start collecting comic books or stuff like manga because like there's some really good out there that like it's just it's just really cool like it, it like I love reading I love watching it of course it's such a sick thing to watch but sometimes when you're going through it and you're just reading it you can kind of like you get to fill in like you get to be imaginative with whatever you're reading mm-hmm. and you get to imagine things more and it, I really like that impression of like that form of media that you don't really get to do with animation because once it's animated it's this is what you get in and this is how it's going to be but when you get to read through it it's like oh 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 you get to like kind of play the voices in your head too you know it's real fun <laughs> yeah i i like and then the tr- there are not as many tropes there's there's a lot of really uh small things that i don't like about anime that don't that don't exist in manga that's why i kind of moved yeah. over also the the more serious stuff and the more like dark fantasy stuff exists uh, more often in in manga than in anime because there's a lot of uh, nothing nothing against it, but there's a lot of you know high school uh, rom coms and oh, slice of life I, stuff. I watch some and like <laughs> yeah, like I'm not in that age demographic anymore. So like that that's obviously not for me. Uh, yeah, so that's why I would rather read something like Claymore or Berserk or you know Vagabond or something like that where I'm like, hey, this is really cool. Um, but yeah, yeah Claymore is godlike, man. Dude, uh, yeah, and I would also even say that like manga is faster. You know what I'm saying? Anime may yeah. take a while. Manga is really fast, and you have to like keep it physically. You know, I don't really do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep like episodes because you only get like three or four episodes per like DVD usually, depending on like. Well, nowadays you probably get like a whole season, but you won't really get much. But the manga stuff, you can really keep it. So like, there used to be like I think it was the Dragon Ball Z ones, or maybe it was the DVDs or the manga sets, but whatever. It was one of those where like. Basically, each back end, like I don't know what it's called. The when you open up the book, you know the the back of it, like the side of it, actually. Like mm-hmm. when you open it, like that that you know that little like the. I really don't know what the, it's called in the book, man. Um, but it's basically the side part, 
and it would show like if you were putting it in a collection you would see the name and the title number and all that right there was a dragon ball z one where it would show like goku and i think he's like fighting frieza in it and it would it would piece by piece each of the dvds or the manga whatever it would have a piece of goku's hair Little by little by little by little, and the more you fill up the collection, the more you see the whole picture. Such a sick ass thing. I wish mm-hmm. they did that more with other things. So so dope, dude. They do that. So actually, uh, my One Punch Man manga collection, there's uh, there's like a different image on every set of volumes, and they they all make up one big image once you get all of them. That's <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Oh man, I love that because it really adds to the collection feel of it. It's like oh my god. Mm-hmm. And then when you put it all together, it's like that's it. You get like that feeling like that's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I like that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm planning on getting all of the Claymores once I'm done with... Um, buy, so I don't buy them all at once, obviously, because it's super expensive. Yeah. So, How much are they each? Right now, if I wanted to buy all the Claymores, it would cost me like $360. Oh huh? Yeah. How long is that thing though? I don't. I don't really know. I think it's been. There's is it still going? Twenty six. Twenty six volumes. No, it's over. It's twenty six volumes. Okay. So it would it would cost a lot if I just bought it. Um, and then some of them I would have to get used to because it's an all it's an older series, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fine as long as they're in good condition. But um, right now I I kind of want to finish uh buying all of the blood on the tracks, and then yeah. once I'm done buying that, uh, I'm only like three volumes. Uh, and those are, you know, eleven, twelve dollars at most when I can get a volume. So once I finish that collection, that's when I'll start on Claymore. And then obviously, um, Blood on the Tracks and and uh, One Punch Man are ongoing, so I can just wait on those, and then I'll just yeah. fill out the collection with Claymore. That's dope, man. I see, and and you saying that, I look at some of these prices. I'm like one to seven volumes. That's like seventy bucks. Yeah, man, I, I didn't. It's funny because like whenever I used to like watch an anime, I used to be really into anime. Well, yeah, I, I would say used to because I really don't watch it anymore. But mm. I used to watch it uh, so much more back then, and I would always be like, as long as the manga is still going, the anime can keep going. But then I realized like sometimes that's really not the case. So like oh. there was the case of I don't know if you ever heard of Dead Man Wonderland. Mm-hmm. With so much potential. With that, that manga is really good from what I read, right? Man, that anime was ass cheeks, man. Straight booty butt wipes, man. Horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible, dude. The and dub was, was even worse. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my God, dude. Super, super bad. And, like, it only had, I think, like, 20, 13 episodes. Something really bad like that. And it could have set itself up for this huge list of episodes. And it, it the manga's super long, too. Like, I'm looking at Claymore and, like, Claymore only had an anime run for like 26 episodes. Real, I like the anime though. It was good, but come mm. on. You're not even scratching the surface, man. The manga I think it's 48 had... chapters. So there's 154 yeah. total, and they only covered 48. So that's like a, like almost like a quarter in a way, a little bit over a quarter or something like that. So like, and then the manga has been running since like 2001 of May to December 4th, 2014. That's a mm. long ass time, man. And that's 27 volumes. Yep. I just hope that the ending isn't bad for you because that would hurt me. <laughs> oh man, I'm so invested. Please don't do it to me. <laughs> yeah, man. I, the ending I heard, I heard the, I heard the manga ending is way better than the anime ending because it's oh, uh, unique. So, um, I hope they, I hope he, he did it right. But uh, I'm close. I'm really close. I think by next week's show, 
I'll have a verdict for you if, if it was good or bad. But right now, like through 110 chapters, I'm really, really enjoying myself. All right, uh, let's move on to Hollywood Question of the Week. So this is Zio. He's actually going to show up twice on this episode because one was a question directed to you that was supposed to be answered last week. So we're going to answer it this mm-hmm. week. Um, Zio on Patreon asks, uh, this is a JRPG Hollywood question, specifically asking Pringle's opinion. So Pringle, I know this guy in Discord who keeps posting Final Fantasy XIV art, even reposting it without <laughs> even knowing without even knowing it is from Final Fantasy XIV because he doesn't play it. Do you think I should try and convince this person to join the FGC retirement home? Yeah, I mean, okay, so like only if he's willing to spend money for it, because that's mm, that's always been my issue with Final Fantasy XIV. I played it like, man, I played it really hardcore uh for months for a long time i think almost like a whole year i was playing it like every day and like it was super fun but i think a couple of things that i want to say about the problem with final fantasy 14 is that like i think the beginner like the beginner phase is hard it's like really like it just like it's like that mmorpg type of thing you know when you first boot up maple story the new stuff and there's like all of this bull crap in your face that's what kind of mm-hmm. makes me feel like final fantasy 14 there's a lot of clutter and it, it's very boring, really, in the beginning for beginners whenever they get into it. But if they play it very casually, it's it's very fun. And now there's a lot of ways for them to play it for free. So uh, the only thing I have with Final Fantasy XIV is that it's like an extra bill, man. I don't want to spend 14 bucks a month when I'm not playing it. But I think they now they have like this really good like way of playing the game with this really high-level cap. I think it's like 60 or 70 or something like that, which is more than enough to experience the game. And, uh, yeah, I think you should try it out. I think everyone should try out Final Fantasy 14 if they're into MMOs. But, well, but even then, I've seen a lot of people that aren't into MMOs play I've even seen a lot of girls say they wouldn't really play that, but they got into it and they're really enjoying it. There's a reason why it's so big. I think it's also the fact that it's not a Korean MMORPG. It's a Japanese one. So, <laughs> right. like, that big, like, the marketing is, like, so much better as opposed to the Korean format, which is really bad. It's gotcha, very gotcha, and they set a lot of those games up for failure. So I think that, like, Final Fantasy XIV is a good game for someone if they're willing to try something new and be more casual about it and don't think of it too much as, like, a time sink. Because the game isn't so much of a time sink only when you, like, like you do, like, the party quest and stuff like that. Like, you do dungeons and stuff. It can be a kind of a time sink, but even then, they're only... Like, in the beginning, and probably, like, till you're doing, like, raids and all that stuff, which is, like, I doubt you might get into it, but a lot of that stuff is, like, 20, 30 minutes at max, probably, so it's not that bad compared to, like, games like uh, League or, or Dota, where you're pretty much, like, you're pretty much, like, you cannot leave the computer for the next 30, 40 minutes, you know, type of deal. You could always, like, get kicked out of a party, and they can just find a new guy, so it's never, it's not so bad. You're pretty replaceable. <laughs> um, yeah, that is one thing I really liked about that game, man. Like one time we were in this really hard dungeon. I forgot what it was called. It's one of the hardest dungeons, and the only reason why is because it's such a curve of like knowledge that nobody would know how to kind of deal with it. Let me see right quick, because as soon as I mention it, everyone's gonna be like, "I remember that dungeon." Uh damn! I like I re- oh, it's such a good dungeon. Um. It's really far. It's really Armvale. Oh man, that dungeon is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Armvale, and and the dungeon is really hard because it just does a lot of things that beginners aren't ready for. Like you got to start paying attention to these little ass like bars, like the the enemy when the enemy's gonna cast a move. 
all this type of stuff you're supposed to pay attention to, man. And I was in that dungeon for like two hours. It was the most fun I ever had with that game, though, because it was really hard and it was just fun that we had to figure out how to go through the dungeon. It was really fun, but yeah, it's. I think it's a fun game. I would say that my biggest complaint with the game really is like it's too convoluted for beginners and it's not beginner friendly. And another thing is that like it's not hard. Like that's one of my big pet peeves of the game. Whenever people tell me it's hard, it's mostly the really high level raid stuff, and I'm not gonna bother to get to that point. So. Like a lot of the difficulty stems from like those raids, and whenever I see the raids, they don't they turn me off because it's like so much visual jar garbage, man. Like it's like oh my god, have you seen that stuff, man? I remember one time I walked in broken stream, and I was like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> and I play the game. It's just so much like lights and all this type of stuff. It's ah right, nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> right. So. Uh, he said, I know this guy. He's talking about me, by the way, because I reposted some art. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know because I don't stay in that ch that channel, bro. Yeah. I I found uh, I found some cool-looking art of this, yeah. I don't know, apparently a Final Fantasy XIV character. And I just thought it was cool-looking art because she looked cool. So I put it in, yeah. the, in the classy channel, and I guess it was reposted like four days earlier. I don't know. I think after four days, you're allowed to repost. <laughs> <laughs> That's I didn't funny. see. It. She was so far above the all the other degenerate posts in there, so I didn't know it was a repost. But anyway, uh, no, I'm not playing Final Fantasy 14. I'm good. I'm all <laughs> I like how <laughs> I like. I just explained this as if I was explaining it to a general person. It was you. Yeah. <laughs> you let That's me why know I, with it till the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to let you know that he was actually uh, trying to shoot shots at me. Um, I do have a, since we, we, it's a slow week in the FCC, I apologize to everybody who's listening, but since it is slow, I do have uh, an MMO story that's not Maple Story. Okay. So shout outs to, to King Guri, who is a good friend of mine. We play Tekken a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a, a time where we both decided to try uh, Black Desert Online and we were like, all right. Why not? Let's let's play it. And uh, Mystic just came out. And I was like, I saw the trailer from Mystic. I was like, hey, man, she looks like a fighting game character. She throws hands. She's got martial arts. Doesn't yeah. have to use a sword and all this stuff. So I was like, yeah, let me let me play her. Just throw some hands. And I like the fact that the game had PvP, right? So King and I started on the same server or whatever. And we're just kind of lovingly up. And once we got to about, I think it was like level like 24, 25. We're like, all right, we're awesome. Let's start challenging fools because we, all we were doing is messing around and doing PvP, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we found this way to scumbag people where we both would uh, join a party, right? Yeah. Find an area with some bushes or something. One of us would go hide in the bushes and then the other guy would go uh, challenge someone randomly in the street to PvP. And then one guy would start fighting and then the other one would come out from the bushes and two on one guy. Generous stuff. And it was it was actually so fun because of how funny it was. And then eventually uh we tried to do it on this guy, and he was like really high level, <laughs> and we didn't know what class he was, obviously, because we just started. So yeah. you got <laughs> you got King challenging him. I'm in the bushes and he's starting to fight and he one shots him, and I'm like, oh shit. I, <laughs> I couldn't even run. I couldn't even run to him to go save him. Anyway, uh, King gets revived or whatever, and I add him to the party so we can beat up on this guy. Dude, he was so powerful. We just ended up running. <laughs> we just ran away from him. He, didn't just, he chased us a little bit, and then he just gave up. I was like, oh, my God, that was a bad idea. And that's the last time we played, too. I was like, all right, that was enough fun. Oh, Back man. to Tekken.
<laughs> yeah, the, the combat in that game is real fun, but from what I you heard, combos. It, yeah, you could do. Yeah, I, I I played, dude. I played it for like a couple minutes. I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Like it felt like I was playing like a Devil May Cry game for a second, man. Mm-hmm. But I, the only thing from what I've seen is the issues is that it falls into the traps of the Korean MMO. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. So we we played for a week. Like we didn't stick around for very long. We just kind of got in, had our fun, and then peaced out. Which I think uh, nice. it's how we normally do with like non-fighting games. Hmm. But um, for the time that I did play it, and for like the mentality in which I played it of not really trying to get into it, not investing too much time, it was fun. Like it was just fun mashing yeah. buttons like any other fighting game, really. Nice, nice man. Yeah, that's great, dude. All right, uh, JRPG Hollywood segment is over. We can get over to uh, fighting games. Uh, only one news item, and this is from two weeks ago. Has to do with uh, King of Fighters 14. I don't really care so much about this trailer as much. So it's Luong from KOF uh, mm. 14. So she's in 15 now. I don't know if you saw her. She's another one of these um, kind of like these archetypes that uh, are thirst straps. You know, she's a similar to Shermie, but she she's cool. I actually like her. She's, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I see her. She's a thirst strap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She snaps a dude neck with, with her butt. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So that happened on June 9th, 2021. We're recording this on June 20th. So we're only 11 days late. But uh, yeah. she she came to KOF 15. No team designation. So I put a few details here on the long. Um, she's a new character to the series. She was introduced in 14. She was a part of Team Kim and the last entry. Uh, it's to be determined if what team she's going to land in. Uh, in KOF 15, she there was no designation at the end of her trailer. She fights in like a hybrid Taekwondo style, but she has uh, stretchy limbs. So like Duolon or Yamazaki, where their limbs kind of extend, like they they almost teleport. <laughs> so uh, she does that with her kicks, right? Um, yeah. As far as animations, they look good and bad at the same time. It was weird. Like some of them looked weird, but then her... Um, because she doesn't have like projectiles and stuff, her particle effects and her actual uh, small little uh, I don't I don't know I don't know what you want to call it not slashing animations, but just the the visual animations that you see on hit sparks th- those looked actually better, which has been a pretty consistent theme with this game. Oh, is the characters crazy. that don't have fireballs they look better because uh, they don't have to deal with those hit sparks. But yeah, it was. Um, Kind of an interesting trailer. She's definitely a part of that "quote unquote" team, sexy waifu, right? Alongside Chermy and whoever else they're going to add. She's a, definitely Is a Maya? thirst trap. Maya yeah, maybe Mai as well. Trap? I mean, maybe. like, but when I when I think about it, I, like, she's weird because, like, I feel like she's supposed to be a thirst trap, but it's almost like everybody's like she's kind of wholesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I, okay, like it's like she, yeah. like it's, the junk is just dangling in front of you, but <laughs> somehow she's not a thirst trap. I don't understand. Yeah, I think it's toned down in this game, but like in in previous games for sure. Yeah, she was definitely a thirst trap. I just put one note here, like you know, Luang is cool. And she's an interesting character. I like her. Uh, but as as far as character trailers, it's all fine and dandy, right? And we've gotten twenty yeah. something of them so far. But I think it's time for KOF fifteen to start looking at talking about mechanics or features or anything else outside of trailers. Like we kind of have to know what's going on with this game so they skipped a week uh for i'm assuming for the sam show release i don't know and they're not they didn't do a trailer last week 
so we'll get another trailer on june 23rd i believe but yeah. um yeah I, I just think it's time to start talking about mechanics we know this game is going to have a lot of characters but um how does this game play and how does it look and i would like to see the ui even like yeah, maybe something else like uh the character trailers they're i'm not saying that i'm getting bored of them but i'm starting to get antsy for something else and that's that's when you've been eating that you're like you know like for me i love pizza but if i ate it every day i'd be like oh we used to be so hyped. Now it's like, I'm tired of this. Give me something <laughs> new. But yeah, that's pretty much all that happened the last couple of weeks uh, outside of Strive. But since we already talked about Strive. Well, I guess I already talked about my feeling with Strive. And you don't you don't have it. You don't you haven't played it. So uh, I do I have know. stuff I can mention about it, though. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we can we can, actually since we don't have a topic of the week, we can incorporate it in this thing. So. I only have like a mini conspiracy theory, right? And it has to do with sort of strive. So this is the Mac conspiracy theory. I think if, okay, if Sega's goal, right, is to make a new Virtua Fighter, or rather to not make a new Virtua Fighter, sorry. I think that the release, the timed release of uh, Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown was such a smart move by them. Because, think about this. Mm. They released it so close to Guilty Gear Strive. It came, it went, it had a little bit of a buzz, right? Absorb netcode and then people, and it was free for PlayStation Plus. But it came so close to Strive that it it got like drowned out by the conversation of Strive because it's such, it's been dictating everything that's been going on in the FGC for the last week that mm-hmm. people almost forgot about Virtua Fighter 5. And if that was Sega's plan, I think they they executed it perfectly because, man, have you heard anything about Virtua Fighter, Absorb yeah, Netcode, or anything? Right. Like that? Damn, you were right as hell, man. Like, I mean, I wasn't paying much attention to it at all, but like, good lord, you was right, man. They like, they made that joint vanish, vanish. They said <laughs> we might be in the next Yakuza game, guys. <laughs> They're like Arxis takeover. <laughs> Only person I hear that talk about it is Panzer. I haven't heard him mention that at all either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, He's playing Ki. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, because the netcode is not. Well, he said it's all right over there, right? So like, yeah. Damn, dude, that's that is straight crazy. I forgot all about them completely, man. Yeah, man. Sega making moves. They think I don't know what's up. I know yeah, what's yeah. up. <laughs> they must have. Yeah, there had to have been some sort of like, I feel like there's some sort of knowledge with these guys when it comes to the video games that are being released. You're like, you know, these fighting games, there's such a there's such a small bubble. So there's no way you're not paying attention to them when they release, man. I'm assuming those publishers talk and I'm assuming they probably knew the mm-hmm. maybe not the release date, but the release window for yeah, Strive but... even before everybody else knew. So with Sega having that information or maybe having an, an inkling of an idea, if if they really wanted Virtua Fighter 5 to succeed, I just don't understand why would you release it so close to a new game and you know it's going to get drowned out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just bad timing because PlayStation needed those, those games for PlayStation Plus. But still, like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's... Again, it's a conspiracy theory, but uh, I'm starting to put my tenfold hat on, and you know it's starting to fit pretty well. <laughs> yeah, man, I it really uh, yeah, dude, I, it's weird. It's really weird. I don't understand why they would. It almost makes me feel like maybe Sam Show was in that same vein. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. Yo, man. <laughs> right under the rug. They want. They don't want a lot of people to know about it because oh, of how man. poorly it, it came out. Yeah, dude. But Strive. You said you want to talk about Strive, so I, I kind of said my piece last week. Uh, but you, you go ahead. Yeah, man. So I mean, I was gonna ask you since you said like I remember you tweeted it and you were like you were saying you weren't like you weren't feeling it, right? Uh, after okay, so this was the timeline. I played it. I had fun, so I think the, the honeymoon it's definitely the honeymoon period, yeah, but it didn't last nearly as long as how it's normally supposed to for me. So when I initially played it, I actually had a lot of fun. I still think it's a fun game because mm. I it was improved from the beta. Like the game was clearly faster. At least certain characters felt better and yeah. the air dashing felt better. So I was like, yeah, this is a step in the right direction. And then when I started playing it, I was like, okay, this is fun. But then quickly I identified it as this is fun because it's something new and it's something mm-hmm. that's pretty interesting. But the weird part with Shrive for me is that how quickly it fizzled out. Like I mm. I, I really thought that I would probably want to play this game more because, you know, Eno is there and Pot's really fun yeah. and the system is different. So I was like, those are pretty attractive things. But for some reason, and I to be honest with you, I can't even pinpoint what it is exactly. But when I play the game, I just like it's okay, but it's nothing <laughs> like it's nothing to, that really excites me to like. Man, I can't wait to to do more of it. And but it's weird, like it's not. I can't say that it's a bad game because it's not. So I I can't even tell you why I'm not really interested in it. It's just weird. I just I'm just not. Man, I feel you though. Like okay, so. Honestly, man, this is why I say this game sucks for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so what you're saying though is kind of what I've been, I felt the second time I played it, to be honest, where I was like, man, I, the game doesn't inherently make me want to be invested enough to decide to lab anything out. That was one of the big major issues I had with it. Outside of like mm. the fact that the main problem is that, well, not the main problem, but they did butcher me. But what I noticed with a lot of the characters outside of a select few, they took away a lot of what, a lot of just tools in general. I'm not going to say, because I'm not going to be the guy that's like, oh, yeah, Rev 2 is better and, and, and Accent Core is better. Well, yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, they are probably better games, right? Did you, did you see Obama's uh, Strive <laughs> name, by the way? Guilty Gear Tag? Well, yeah, for the first time it was GG Tag, or no, this is GG Tag. And then yeah. the second time he streamed, his his strive name was Exert was better. <laughs> <laughs> and I I know why though. I know why he's not liking it. It's it's the fact that like the game, it's really weird because I, I I look at my other group that that's playing strive and they're like, man, there's really not that much to explore outside of the RC system, right? And I was watching some Clayton, man. Dude, this guy's funny as hell, man. But you can't watch <laughs> yeah. too much Clayton because he's always pissed off about something, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. But he's cool, though. I, I, I like his stuff. So I was watching he's a Clayton. character. Yeah, he's a character. He was saying this that's pretty, that made me think about it. And he was like, you know, the problem is, is that they didn't give you, they didn't give the characters enough faith. They, did, they gave the mechanics and the game mechanics more faith, but they didn't give the characters enough faith. And it made me think, it's like, maybe that's why you decided to take certain things or many things outside of the characters and make them more of a simpler, more condensed version of what they can be. So it's almost like, like for instance, like 
the removal of certain moves. Like, I think May is a perfect example, honestly. Like, as much as I like, I know a lot about the character, but she's a perfect example of what would happen if they took away some of the things that made her interesting, or I would say more, like more fleshed out. And they just kind of made the things that she had before more stronger. Like, they took away the fact that she can't call the dolphin. I don't think she can, can't, can't call the dolphin hoops. I don't think so. She can only call that beach ball, but it's a very simple, you know, straightforward projectile. It's not like the old beach ball where it was slow. And even in action court, she had a couple of other things she could use outside of the dolphin calls and stuff like that. Like the, uh, this thing, she could have like this thing called like a tandem drop or something like that, where she could jump and then she would just fly all the way downwards. And she had a couple more things that fleshed her out a bit more. And it made me realize that, like, I feel like, like, because I'm seeing, I've been trying to see, like, I see the, the competitive scene, and I'm seeing the same stuff over and over. And it's not very interesting, man. And I think what makes it kind of, what it hurts it for me is that it's like, the game wants you to use the RC system. Like, it really wants you to use the RC, RC system. On top of the fact that the wall is really weird, and, like, it has a health bar, it seems like, but it's very hard to kind of predict the health bar. So you're kind of like forced to use the wall in a way you probably don't want to, but then you have to use it. And then it resets neutral, even though you get like, uh, I think you get like a 10% bonus or something and a meter or something like that. But it made me think too, like it's making the player and it's really weird, but I felt like this is one of those games and this is probably why I don't like it. It's one of those games where it's making me play a certain way. And I don't like that. It makes mm -hmm. me want to play like it. So, for instance, remember how we talked about the RC system and how the cool stuff happens once you get the meter? Yeah. Well, then the way you're supposed to get the meter is you're supposed to press buttons and you can get meter sure by moving, I think, forward and stuff. But negative penalty is like even worse than it was in previous games. I think I'm not sure about Guilty Gear, the first one, but I think it, it, it's it's worse than Rev, too. So you have negative penalty which doesn't let you basically turtle or play very, very lame. So it wants you to press buttons, but then you realize that the only way you can really build that kind of meter, because a meter game is fast, but you got to press those buttons. It's forcing you to be more aggressive. It wants you to play aggressive. And that might not be for everybody. Because I remember, I think I even see Arturo uh, tweeted that he was like, man, I'm not really, I'm, how do I work around this negative penalty? Because it, it hits so quick. And then I think even Obama mentions like, yeah, man, he said something about like, he said something really like sarcastic. Or, I know. saw that. I saw that. You know what he said? He said, he said, how dare you question Daisuke's vision? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't you dare question Daisuke's vision, Pringle and Mac. What's wrong with you, dude? But that was one of the things I realized because I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, sure. So what people will tell me is that, yeah, well, meter gain is quick. Well, that depends. What are you doing to get that meter? To get, get to get quick meter, you have to be hitting the opponent. You have to be building up. You basically have to be moving. You have to be whacking them. You have to be hitting them, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're the defender, you don't build very much meter at all. Like I was looking at it, and I'm like, okay, so if you're stuck blocking, you're not building much meter. So the game is like, and I know I felt that kind of way with Rev 2, but not so much because negative penalty didn't hit you as bad. And I've played some Venom players that all they did was run away and it worked for them. It frustrated their opponent. But what I felt more in this one is that it, it's like it, it it's closing out the methods and approaches you can take towards certain things because it's kind of like it, it cut off a lot of other things that characters can do. But I think a big thing is that it's just that it doesn't really want you to play 
too defensive. And I've never been like it's always like I feel like with a lot of the newer, easier games, I'd say. I don't wanna I don't wanna point no fingers, but like I guess it's the boomer in me. But what's up with all <laughs> these games wanting to be ham? Like, why I gotta go ham? Like Tekken 7, gotta go ham. Street Fighter 5, gotta go ham. Uh what else we got? BB Tech, gotta go ham. DBZ, gotta go ham. It's like, what's up with all these new games and not letting the brother just play whack freaking lane, dude? Like, I don't get that. And it's like um it just doesn't want defensive. And I think, and then what's funny is I think defensive play can be the most frustrating towards a lot of beginner players. Like they oh, just yeah. like that is super frustrating to deal with. People that play defensive, no one likes dealing with that. So I think that could be like that's personally for me what I see. Is, and I also want to say, any game where I see Justin Wong maining May and, and he's top five with the character and people are saying that character's top five, I don't want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not a game I want to play, man. It, all, all they got to do is take away, like, the stuff that made May interesting and buff the stuff that she used before, like the Dolphin Chargers. And I'm seeing people loop that thing over and over. Man, you could not do that in Rev 2 or an accent core like that, bro. You just could not do it. People would stick random ass buttons and she would always get clapped for it and get a counter hit. But man, they made her like retarded. So I'm just like, oh man, that's a perfect example of what I don't like in a game, man. When they just like, like and she only got like a couple of things now. So I'm like, oh man. But Soul is super fleshed out. I haven't even seen much Kai's. I don't even, I don't know who that plays that character. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen too many. I, so, okay, so I only have... 10 hours in the game yeah. right now um i to be honest, i don't think i've played it in like three to four days and... i saw that man i see you playing ki <laughs> yeah it's street fighter you play tekken oh my god damn yeah uh just because i i don't know i haven't really had here's here's a bit of my problem and, and you kind of touched on it as well i think i said this last time um the so the characters all have pretty unique abilities. They can mm -hmm. do different things, right? Definitely. But be but because of the system that pushes that aggressiveness, right? You literally get meter for moving forward. Mm -hmm. So it and then the stage is so tiny, and then you have the wall break. So it it pushes you to just continue on to push the pace and have a high tempo offense. And I don't think the game really wants a lot of neutral or turtling or anything. So you have to play a certain way, right? Every character has to play that way in order to be playing the game. Like that's the meta. You have to be moving forward. And personally for me, I found myself, I was like, okay, I picked Eno and Eno, in my opinion, has a, a few different problems, but she's still a fairly decent character. The problem is she plays a different game. Like while everybody is, either has crazy buttons or enormous damage, mm. Eno is put in a position in which she has to continually reset, continuously reset. And then it kind of puts her in a weird position because if she gets it once, cool. If she gets it twice, cool. But then if they guess right on the third time, she's in trouble. And that's fine because that's how fighting games work. And now I have to win neutral again to get back to that position. Mm -hmm. But the problem was, I was like, man... I don't like the fact that my character has been basically put in a way where I was like, okay, I am basically 2K2 denote the character. That's how I play. And then if I want to do anything that's a little bit more interesting, I got to spend the bar. Yeah. So, and the problem is because of the crazy consequences you have by getting hit in that game, I find myself most of the time not spending a bar for offense 
but just FDing stuff and losing meter that way. So and I was just like, you can't really play the game in any other way but the way it wants you to play it of just get the hit, break the wall, kill their life bar, life bar, and let's play a second match. It's like, I don't want to play that way. Like, I kind of want some back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it seems that once one character gets a momentum, then that's that's all there is. And by the way, you can get a hard knockdown with a wall break if you super at it. So that's even worse. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like man, come that's, on. The, that's, that's, that's cutting off more options and making you have to play a certain way. It's like, that's yeah. why, I, and honestly, that's, I didn't know why, but everybody does the super at the wall. And I'm like, why do we keep, but then like the, what the whack thing is that when they hit the wall and they go to the other part of the stage, all they get is like an air dash. Like, there ain't even much of an okey. There's like, like another one thing is you just meant you reminded me, there's barely any like setups from what I'm seeing. Nobody doing setup. Everybody just kind of pressuring when they, like, it's, it's kind of like just that. Like, it's like, keep pressuring. I, well, a lot of it has to do, well, certain characters can do setups if they get hard yeah. knocked down, like Eno or Milia. But uh, it's the problem is it's because of the lack of Gatlings that you mm-hmm. really only get one try and then you have to spend the meter to stay safe and then retry. And uh, yeah, it's just it's not the listen, it's a fun game for what it is, but it's just not the way that I want to play. I rather I much rather have here's the here's the reason why I like Tekken so much. Tekken, everybody literally does the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. They have. They use four limbs to fight. Well, whatever. They use eight limbs to fight, but they use four, you know, um, buttons. So they use uh, left arm, right arm, left kick, right kick, um, or left leg, right leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's the way that they are they use them is is different. Like you can have two Brian players, and really? their play style can be completely different. Like you have a Brian that just likes to kind of stay stay back. And maybe fish for a back one and get a counter hit that way. Or you got the Brian that's always up in your face and hitting forward three and trying to get counter hits and is really oppressive. And that's why mirror matches are so fun in that game because you have you all have the same tools, but the options give you it gives you layers to not only play the character in a unique way, but play it at a different pace, right? So that's what I really like about the game. In Strive, it's the opposite. All these characters have different tools, different mentalities of how they want to approach, but the system forces them to play a certain way. So it doesn't really matter what tools you got. You have to do what the game requires you to do in order to win. Otherwise, you're playing a different game, and that's not a very good recipe for success. So listen, I lose in a lot of fighting games. I don't mind losing. That's not the part that I have an issue with. The part that I have an issue with is that when I don't have, not fun, but I don't have like something to look forwards to. Like uh, I get body in KI every day, but knowing that there's things that I can achieve is like, okay, I can learn combo breakers. I can learn better links. I can learn other characters and their mechanics. There's so many different things that are available for me. That's why I thought TFH was such a cool game because... The game has seven characters and it's hella deep and it's got all these all the crazy shit. And I just do. And I was like, I mean, I have so much potential to reach and grab for something new. With Strive, I just felt that like I I plateaued super early and I was like, I just don't. If this is what the game requires me to do, I just rather play something else. Now, I can use that game and and play it for fun whenever people want to play and be like, you know what? I'm cool to play for like an hour and then I'll go back to do something else. But as far as investing time in, in a game like that, it's just not, not for me. 
The last four games that they've made have really not spoken to me at all. Mm. BB Tag, Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and now Strive. Yeah. Th- those are four games that I was like, man, I they missed me completely. Like they really Ooh. did. And I love the previous work, right? I love Persona 4 Arena. I love Blaze Blue, uh, Chrono Phantasma, uh, Plus R especially. So, yeah, it's weird. I mean, but hey, the games that I love don't sell, and the games that I don't love do sell. So somebody yeah. has to win out, right? Right, yeah. Because personally, man, I mean, I've seen the Steam charts. Have you seen the Steam charts? It's crazy. I think it got to like 30,000 on Strive. But then yeah. it also has the effect that I would say they're kind of lucky. Because the idea is also that there's like nothing else to play, dude. Like, what else new game is available that people are playing? Nothing, especially now that KOF got delayed to like next year. Mm-hmm. So like, there's like nothing to play, and this thing has good netcode. So, hey, also yeah. one thing I do want to say though, which you just you reminded me, and you made me think. Yeah, man, I missed. I have not been interested in anything because like I played DFZ. A friend got it for me. Shouts out to the homie. He got it for me, and I played it. And like the netcode is not good, and the matches take forever, and it's so mashy. I, I don't like how you can auto like you can just press one button, and the button is like actually really good. Like it was like in Persona Ultimax, where if you could keep mashing the same button, and it's like it still is like super good. Like it, it, like it's way too good. Like like I hate that about that game in particular. Um, and that's Dragon Ball, dude. Like, good lord, I love Akira Toriyama stuff, man. How the hell did they miss me with Dragon Ball, bro? They, <laughs> that's how much it hurts, man. They missed us with Dragon Ball, man. Dragon Ball, Mac. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd rather that's... play Budokai, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, the, the, they did. They definitely missed missed me with that one. But you know, it's cool. I, yeah. The, the good thing is there, there are other games out there that I think we'll be able to play. So if Arxis is going to go into this direction, I don't know. I'm cool with it. It's obviously it's not for me. It's not for you, but it's for a lot of other people. And we can just find a different game to play. And it doesn't have to be the new Guilty Gear or the new Blaze Blue or whatever. We'll yeah. play, you know, hopefully French Bread can deliver a good product with Melty Blood and... You know, who knows what other games are on the horizon. But um, I just, I have to say, I think Arxis' uh, track record as of late has really been, with the last few years, really. I mean, it's just, it hasn't been what it, what I really want. But, you know, I'm not the one that dictates the market. It's the other people. So it's all good. Do you think that the games coming out are really just because of the market emphasis? Or is it just because they're looking at things differently is what they said? I think they're trying to, re- to capture a new market. So... Okay. I think that's really what they're trying to do because obviously the market that they continuously recapture in us mm. is not the market that buys a lot of units, right? Like you saw how much Rev sold and the Blaze Blue games didn't do that great from what I saw. But it also has to be said that like, you know, BB Tag sold like shit also. I mean, you uh, oh, yeah, I'm pretty true, I'm pretty sure BB Tag sold as well as uh the second Persona game. So I mean, if and you want to compare those two games, one's good, the other one's not good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hardly a game. So why not make a good game? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I'm starting to get on a rant, but uh, uh, I would say that BB Tag dropped during COVID and had good netcode. That might have helped it because <laughs> that was yeah. Grand Blue's problem. It had bad mm-hmm. netcode, 
if Grand Blue would have had good net code, I think it would have seen some good numbers. But nobody's playing that thing now. The net code really did help strive in that sense, man. Because like, oh yeah, oh my god, dude, like that. But yo, so like, okay, right quick before we finish this part about strive, one thing that you mentioned that kind of bugged me about it, and it's another thing that like I didn't know, but like I didn't think about it. The net code is like fixed, so the delay you cannot change the delay in it. What is the point of rollback if you cannot change the delay in it? <laughs> yeah, that is like, so. Ki does it as well, right? Um, <laughs> the problem is, so I don't know about PS4 right now. When I play the PS4 beta, it was really good. Like I didn't have any problems with playing against anybody when I was wired. But on PC, it uh, it's not optimized. It doesn't seem so. Like you, I've run into a few problems where I was like, "This is not great rollback." It's uh, not Street Fighter Five rollback, but it's not. It ain't no TFH or Killer Instinct. So um, the once you start getting to the two hundred pings, it's just like ah, I don't know if this is really worth it. So I hope they optimize the the rollback on PC. As far as it being fixed and not variable, I don't know why that is a thing. I think variable. Let me meaning letting you pick the rollback frames, kind of like TFH or the Code Mystics games with KOF 2002 plus R does the same thing. Those are much better because you can play it on one setting, like you know, three frames. Or like, ooh, that was kind of bad. Let me let me adjust that. But I don't know because I play Killer Instinct and I just played Zio in Killer Instinct. And you know, that's USA to Taiwan, and I. We didn't experience any rollback, really. I mean, he was attributing it to like even if there was rollback, he wouldn't be able to tell because Killer Instinct. <laughs> he's not, he's not used to it. But I mean, I've been playing people from with different flags and stuff, and I haven't experienced anything, and that's fixed. I can't change any of that. So obviously, there's a way to do it really well, but the the way the Strive PC optimized it, it's not it's not there. So hopefully, they they mess around with it because. Um, there's obviously a way to do it, but on PS4 they did it great, but on PC it's not not there. And that's so weird because, like, so one of the things that like is that's like the the redeeming factor is being able to change that because the problem is what I noticed with with Strive is that that changes every time within the game, like it's constantly changing. But then like that that's a problem though because you're more likely to suffer more rollback. Uh, rollback frames happening is i think it's probably one of the big problems with like the street fighter 5 one too where it's always changing since there's no way to set the amount so when you when you're able to set it then you have a more consistent um mm -hmm. playthrough of the game but that, that but thinking about it now it's like that's so weird why wouldn't they like that's the point of see that's why i was like they, they definitely missed the the, the rollback here one-on-one class they slept in one of the freaking <laughs> chapters god damn it because that's not something you would skip if you if you paid full attention to it, to the to the rollback, because in a way, sometimes even if like if you have like a lot of delay, it would be like it's almost like ten times worse that the fact is, or the delay is constantly changing. It would be even worse than delay based net code in certain instances because it's just constantly changing. So you're gonna see stutters in weird spots. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming the reason why it is like that is because the the person who helped the rollback for strive was one of the guys who did it for killer instinct and those two systems work the same, but killer instincts works better. So I don't know why that is exactly, but I think they definitely can not even salvage cause it still works really good, yeah. but better tune it to working the way it was on PlayStation 
to PC. Mm -hmm. But I do agree with you. I think variable um, or yeah, variable where you can change the the rollback frames based on ping is mm -hmm. is the way to go. Yeah, man, it definitely is. It makes it so you as a player have more control. See, mm -hmm. there you go again, taking my control away, Strive. Let me stop. But yeah, man, <laughs> you as a player should have as much control as you can about at, when it comes to your experience in playing, man. Yeah, that's gonna. We're gonna start calling this show FGC Boomerwood. Yeah, I know, right? I, I, I'm, we can't. What are you doing disagreeing? Well, you, you you can't be out here providing opinions and criticism. You're just the boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the. I before we get to the listener questions, I, I watched uh, Obama stream a little bit, and his he was so passive aggressive during the entire stream. It was so funny. <laughs> Dude, is he even having fun with the game? I forgot why he said. He's like, hey, why are you playing the game? I'm playing the game. I forgot what the reason was, <laughs> and it made me laugh. I was like, bro, that reason is silly as hell, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, he definitely does not look like he's having fun with the game. I don't even, I don't even think he want, like, that's one of the things I noticed. No one is really considering the, like, lab stuff, I guess. But I don't know. If, I mean, I don't lab anything I'm not sticking with. So, like, that's weird. Me neither, yeah. I'll yeah. do that crap, man. I'm a casual all the way through with that type of stuff. If I'm not going to play the game, why the hell am I going to lab anything? If it's not fun for me figuring it out myself, I'm not going to lab this crap to make it fun. It's boring, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. But, uh, hey, man, if people are having fun with Strive, yeah. it's all good. I will say, though, I mean, let's just keep it real. There are some people, some of us, by the way, in our Discord that are getting carried by that game. <laughs> like, uh, Yo, see me in Street Fighter 4. <laughs> <laughs> see me in Street Fighter. See me in Skull Girl. I'll show you some love. Yeah. <laughs> I'll install it just the body. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, listener questions. This one is a bit controversial. You know Zio. He's a, quite the character. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be interesting. You don't have to answer. I, I'll answer these because, you know, I'm I'm nobody's friend in the FGC. But if you don't want to answer these, you don't have to. anybody's friend either, man. <laughs> all right. All right. We're, we're on an island. Hollywood Island. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> um, all right. So Zio on Patreon. First of all, he said, I still want Pringle the duck <laughs> to, <laughs> to answer the questions from last week, which you did. That's but he said, though. Yeah, uh, but I have something to let y'all talk some shit about the FGC. So, who's your most hated person in the FGC, and yeah. who are the people you hate or dislike if there are no strong feelings enough on them? The most in the following categories. So, you give us categories here. Before I read these categories, I'll just say it out loud. I don't hate anybody in the FGC. Like, I don't care enough to hate. Like, that's that would require effort for me. Like, on my mm -hmm. part, to to hate somebody deliberately. There's some people who annoy me. So that's what I'm going to turn this list to. Like, there's some people on the FGC that annoy me, and I'll, I'll give you the, the reasons. Uh, mm -hmm. So here are the categories. Commentator, tournament organizer, player, content creator, figurehead, developer, and any other categories you can think of. Some of these intertwine, so I'm not going to do all of them. But mm -hmm. uh, I'll start with uh, commentator. Ooh. And this also goes with kind of figurehead, I guess, and obviously easy choice, Ultra David, right? Like, yeah, I know, dude. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put me <laughs> on a, that that one right there too. <laughs> All right. So this is my reason for not uh, liking Ultra David. I don't. He's the one person that I think, if the emotion went closest to hate, probably be for this person. I don't hate Ultra David, but he annoys me a lot because of the way he treats people and the way he uses social media. Mm -hmm. So for one. 
nothing to do with his commentary. I actually don't have a lot to talk about there. Like, uh, it is what it is. I, I don't particularly like it, but I don't hate it either. It's uh, it's pretty vanilla, right? As far as him as a person, the reason why he annoys me is because, first of all, he loves to virtue signal, which is an annoying trait and anybody, not just him. But the way he uses social media and Twitter is almost to lead a crusade against other people who mess up just a little bit. And I just find that the, this person has no loyalty whatsoever to anybody who had maybe not even if they considered friends. But, you know, if you shake a person's hand and you're willing to run them over um, in the very next sentence, like uh, that's I'm not cool with that. Like, I just don't think he has any loyalty with anybody. And the way he uses social media to just throw people on the bus whether it's Gutex, whether it's anybody who has encountered any sort of uh, mess up online publicly, uh, he's the first one to tweet being like, oh, I'm disappointed. Oh, I'm, I deleted him off of Twitter because I don't want to be associated. Meanwhile, I don't think he's the greatest person. You and I, we won't say it on this podcast, obviously, but you and I have heard stories about Ultra David, about how he treats people behind the scenes. And <laughs> the way he treats people online, I think, is, is awful. But, uh, you know, some people like him. I truly believe that if there was any person in the North American community that I think can is like is hurtful, like he's he's harmful to the community, I think it's Ultra David. The, the way he treats social media and the way he gets people to gang up on other people, yeah. I'm not about that. I don't like that. Dude, he, uh, I get Judas vibes with his ass, man. <laughs> is it Judas or, or am I thinking of uh, Brutus? Brutus? E2 Brute? That dude, yeah, I've been getting <laughs> vibes of him, man. I feel like he's like you could be cool with him, and then as soon as you mess up, that dude will stab your ass in the back, man. I don't like mm -hmm. people like that, man. No, no, no loyalty whatsoever. Yeah, no. I'm just gonna tell you, James Chen, you better watch out. The moment you mess up, your oh, boy, boy, your boy's gonna stab you right in the back. All right, tournament organizer. I don't have beef with any tournament organizers, to be honest. Like they've all been super nice to me. I've never had. Any, yeah. I will say jokingly, this is not serious at all, but maybe Rick from Comic Breaker because he did snub us, right? He snubbed Hollywood for the, for the <laughs> Comic <laughs> Breaker online. <laughs> yeah, he snubbed us for the red carpet. He pulled it out. He's like, yeah. nah, screw that. And he rolled the red carpet himself in front of us. <laughs> oh, man. But no, he's, he's a cool dude. But uh, yeah, I don't have any beef with any tournament organizers, to be honest. They're all cool. Uh, and me either. Usually they're pretty cool because they're the ones that do it for. I have seen some, like, I've read some stories of them doing it, and it's like, like, they kind of use their power, but it's very, like, it's in vain. It's kind of like, how can you be powerful if you're going to try to be king of the lames? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he ain't that cool. So most of the TLs that I've met have been pretty cool usually, yeah, so. Yeah. Maybe if Mr. Wizard was still around, right, he'd be a candidate. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He told he told uh, my man. Actually, you know, I don't like his ass. You're right now. I bring him. He told, uh, and not for any of the reasons that he's been convicted of or whatever. The poke chop stuff. Him. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they told poke chop to sit his ass down. I don't like you for that, you bastard. They don't tell poke chop <laughs> to sit up, sit down. I mean, what's wrong with you? Rude. Yeah, he was rude. Um, player, you know, I was thinking about this. I was like, I don't. The one player, I, again, not hate, but the one player that I thought had uh, very little honor, and he's not around anymore so much, but do you know who Wolf Crone is? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Still, you sure he's not around? I think he is, dude. I think he's probably going to play Stride right now, bro. Oh, maybe. Well, he's not around in the same public capacity that he was during the Street Fighter 4 era. Yeah. 
but uh wolf grown just would do some scummy shit man like <laughs> he did, man. like he would like be cool with you and then like he would just do something dickheaded later i don't yeah. understand it yeah was he poor was he confused i don't know and there the there would be point there's like what he you know I, especially when it got with money it got dirty and you know he would be like hey you want to split the pot and then he beat you and he won't give you your money <laughs> it's just like you know it's just dirty shit so uh i don't know what he's doing now maybe he's still around maybe he's not but during the street fighter 4 era he was definitely a villain because he did some scummy shit and i was like come on man have some honor not not for the right things too like all the wrong things maybe he's better now who knows i can't really think of any maybe i don't like justin wong that much really you don't like yeah i don't really like him that much man to be honest i feel like he's like just trying to help himself out, man. You know. Oh, yeah. But then, like, I, I do see that he's like he does help people, but it almost feels like it's one of those situations where it's a help that comes as long as it doesn't affect anything he has going on. So, like, there's people that I've met in my life where you can they're fine to help you. Like, okay, so I I knew a friend, or I still I consider him a friend, but he wouldn't consider me a friend, I guess, at this point. But he was like my friend, right? But this was the type of dude that he would get us like food right i don't care i'm just saying yeah, he will get us food right and then like mm-hmm. later down he would tell us hey man i did get you that food later how about you do this for me that's who like wong feels like to me sometimes the guy <laughs> that counts favors and i don't like the motherfucker that does that because then it's like it's not genuine and it's not from your heart i feel like he only did it just for that but you know what do it for the community word do it for the community <laughs> word do it for the community right man yeah that dude He's uh he's really unapologetic with trying to get that paper. That's for sure. Yeah, man, I, I, and I and I feel it sometimes. I feel like he's like a sleaze ball in that case. And I've never seen so much like brand marketing. Like I used to like him because, like, well, I, I wouldn't say I like him, but I did like the way he played. And like, I remember like if you if you go back 2016 combo breaker, nobody he, this dude was sitting at a table and nobody came up to him. Nobody even knew, like nobody even really cared about Wong. But now it seems like he's in the public eye, and now people care about what he does. I like personally, I just have that that thing with him where it's like I, I just feel like I just feel like you count favors for some weird ass reason. Like you just like will count them. Like you will remember what somebody did because you did. You, well, you'll remember what you did for somebody like five years later and try to bring it back to them afterwards and it's like what the hell are you bringing that back up you cannot tell me all those products are good man that's kind of ridiculous whatever it's like kind of like when max did the whole like yo these infinity eggs are really good yo, you remember when he shilled that bull crap <laughs> yeah yeah yep. like come on man like i understand like shilling a product like if it paying you that much but come on man they probably weren't paying you that much to sell these freaking easter eggs in a in a little piece of cardboard box that don't even come out like you couldn't even take them out of the damn thing, man. Like, how could you sell that to you? And it, and it's kind of scummy because like you selling it to like people that like help you. You know what I mean? It, as opposed to if you were just like some random dude, like if you were Shaq selling crap, I don't care because you're Shaq. You don't like have anything owed to anybody really. You got up, you got off there pretty much mostly on your own merits with, of course, help. So yeah, I mean, hey, money talks, and if there's enough I mean, money, they'll they'll sell anything. If you give me ten grand, I'll sell some eggs all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Checking out. Mm-hmm. What do we got here? So, content creator. I guess Justin Wong is also a content creator. That's yeah. that's really most of the beef comes from. But uh, 
I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of group all these guys together. And it's not so much that I like have anything against them personally, maybe just a little bit because of the shilling and everything, but uh, the pain, the global people, like the, I just think the content is so clickbaity, man. God damn. It, it's clickbaity. It's just empty. Like there's yeah, a whole soul uh, up in there. I feel it. Man. I just, I don't like that stuff. So like, not so much Lord Knight. I don't, I don't know if he's Panda Global anymore, but I know he was for a second. Um, not so much him because he does actually unique stuff, but like Kizzy and Justin. It's just, I don't know, man. Like it, I feel like I'm watching everybody else, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm watching something I already... And, I, and that's even with like, so Panda, like they even do like a lot of those Smash guys and I feel like I'm seeing the same thing. Oh, he's doing it. But like, it seems like they really care about their people. I will say that much. So like to their respect, they're... They're cool with it, but man, I do not like their content at all. Like, it really does feel like regurgitated poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, just, I mostly don't like the content, not so much of those people that are doing it. But uh, I just, I would hope that they, I. But hey, if people are watching, it is what it is. But like when I see that, I might recommend it. I'm like, ugh, I'm just like, yeah, man, I, they just got bills. They, they're trying to feed like those twenty people they sponsor right now. So they, you know, they got to make some kind of crap to regurgitate it. Yeah, I guess. You know what it is? It reminds me of like the editing or like some of the YouTube editing I've seen in some recent videos where it's so like, it's so like on crack, man. You know what I mean? Like there's cussing mm. everywhere. Like you don't let you, you have to cut between the man speaking. Hey God. And then it's, it's pans into his face and it just like, it just zooms out, pans and zooms out, pans and it's like, yo man, chill, man. Okay. I'm not five. I don't need this. Like, like I don't like that kind of footage and sometimes i feel that way with panda yeah it's uh not my cup of tea at all where are we at here so figurehead uh i don't have one for this because all of these kind of they all overlap so a figurehead i mean it could be a player it could be a commentator so any any of the ones that i already said are probably got meld together yeah as far as developer uh, we already talked about it uh probably recently to be honest arxis but like I guess I did like Arxis at one point because they made really good games. They still make good games, but like they're just not for me. So I can't say I don't like them. It's just you know we're have, we're in a disagreement. <laughs> but yeah. uh, one that I really don't like, just because their games don't speak to me at all, is NetherRealm Studios. Because because I I have yeah, no dude. interest. I think I've only played a, a NRS game for like thirty minutes one day, and that was it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. not my thing. All right, so uh, that was your question. Now we can move on to rags number two on Discord. So, uh, what constitutes an FGC boomer? Is it based on a game's lifespan, community-wise? Is there a game years, quote unquote, based on console generation, part of a, or rather, part of a console generation? So, what constitutes an FGC boomer? Um, so I think a lot of times when people say boomer in the FGC at least, in that context, they mean like, oh, you're like an old head, right? Like mm. you've been around for too long. You have these old ideas, like the future is now, old man. <laughs> but uh, the way I think about it is that like when people call you boomer is when, at least recently, is when you criticize a game for having something that you've liked in in either previous iterations or in previous years of the way fighting games have been made so because of the fact that you're you don't like uh, a certain thing 
in a, a new version of a fighting game, then they call you boomer because not everything has to be the way it used to. But certain things, just because they used to be, there's a reason why certain shit in fighting games is constantly in fighting games because it works. And then when you take it out and then you complain about it, they call you boomer when really it's just like, I don't know about you, Pringle, but I did not need a wall break in my 2D fighters. I was perfectly fine with the corner. Like, I'm good with it. But, <laughs> you boomer. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not allowed to say that because, you know, boomer. So I think it's whenever you have an idea as far like I'm I'm fairly young still, right? Quote unquote. But I'm a boomer. Like I, I've been called a boomer for years, actually, because I like old school stuff because I think it works. I think it's innovative. But when shit doesn't work or it's un, not uninspiring and you call it out, people call you a boomer for it. It's all good. I'll play my boomer games. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know. Like, I was like, all right, I guess I am a boomer because now, <laughs> based off, I'm always having problems with these new games. And I'm like, but think about it, man. They just, like, you know what I like about my old games? They, like, it's like okay, so for VSAT, for, for instance, take <laughs> right, right? VSAT, for instance, Dark Soccer, BB Hood, she has two charge motions, DP, some form of a DP, a command grab. A, a, a dash and she's the only character with a double jump dude when when and, and like she got a lot of other stuff that i can't really remember off the top of my head dude dude there's so much to a character and there's so much faith put into the character to let you play how you want to play and that's one thing i noticed with a lot of the older games back then them dudes didn't have no footage you know what i'm saying they didn't have tvs and you know, they had to have some dude record on a camcorder in the tournament. And then that's how they got their footage, man. So it's like everybody had to figure it out on their own. That's one thing I like about it. Now, it, you know, once there's a set way to play, and it's almost like the devs look at it like that too. They find a set way to play that earn that yields the, the most success. Man, I don't know what it is, man. I guess I am just a boomer at the end of the day. I don't agree with so much of the new stuff at all, man. It's not fun, dude. It's fun for like two minutes, but man, I want to play. I want to have fun for a long time, man. I don't want to just be like playing BB tag and mashing one button to get like three thirty different looking inputs. It's like, what the hell is that? I didn't earn that. <laughs> I, didn't I just pressed the button like thirty times. What's going on, man? Yeah. Oh, you don't like forward moving throws and universal uh, overheads? That's not. For I you? don't. I don't like everything being spoon fed to me, even in like, and that's not just fighting games. That's everything in my life. I don't like that feeling. And with a lot of these new games, I'm like, dude, just give it, just like, they keep spoon feeding everything. And I hate that. Like, God damn, put some faith into the human, man. They got no faith. It's all part of Daskate's vision, man. <laughs> yeah. How dare you question it? <laughs> all right. Number three, Sharp on Discord asks, oh, this is a good one. What's the best snack to bring to your locals? food man <laughs> actual food if you can actual food what yeah, about what man, about like a snack i don't know man the thing is that like if i bring a snack i'm always kind of hungry so like, <laughs> i'd probably get some, about, some planters uh, peanuts nah, man i don't mess with those man wow. uh i'd probably just get a bag of trail mix or something like that okay i don't know like yeah i don't I, I try to I try to eat like during the because like sometimes you're in the locals for so long and it's like you might as well actually have some food. Bring food from home. <laughs> <laughs> you bring your Tupperware container and shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring my Tupperware container and my microwave, bro. <laughs> oh man. 
That's funny. Uh, yeah, I would go with probably something similar. I wouldn't get like chips or anything. I would get like either like trail mix or like peanuts or something. Yeah, because there's not really like there's not many snacks you can eat that's like good for you. I guess like well, there's plenty, but like in that situation, you're probably not looking. You're probably looking for something you can eat. Like go to the gas station real quick and come back. So get some almonds. Almonds are good, man. I mean, I love. I'm a cashew guy, man. I love me some cashews, bro. Oh. I love almonds Cash- too, though. <laughs> cashews aren't good for you, though. What you mean? They're hella fattening. Oh, that 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 is true, though. They are very <laughs> high. But that is that's not bad fat, though. I would say, but depending on how much cashews you eat, they they can't. I mean, as a snack, yeah. If you're gonna be there locals for a while, you eat a whole bag of cashews. <laughs> I'd be cashews up, man. I love me some cashews. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number four, the monarch on Discord. He asks. How many legacy characters do you think Arc System Works will pick for the season five, or rather season five, for the season pass for Strive? Which legacy characters do you think are locks out of the five spots now? Before, I kind of wanted to answer this before uh, we read out what happened because we got leaks, right? So we know which characters are going to be in the game. So don't read that second part, but (laughs) just for his question's sake, because we did miss a week, so... Um, I would have said, as far as who would have been a lock, I thought it was going to be Johnny, who was going to be in, in the first season, and that was going to be my lock. But uh, before we got this information, if you could have thought of a lock for season for the season pass for Strive, who do you think would have made it? Um, either Johnny or Slayer. Both very good picks, yeah. I'm amazed. Uh, like I feel like Slayer might not. Maybe he'll be in the pack with Johnny, but damn, dude, like Slayer? Like, come on, man. Unfortunately, we're both wrong, Pringle, because data miners, obviously, you know, they do their thing. So here are the characters for the season five pass. If you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this part. So it's Jam, Jacko, Asuka, which is, I guess, that man. Uh, Gold Lewis Dickinson, which I don't know if you've seen any of the trailers of the story mode. He's the big fat dude. Oh. And Happy Chaos, which is also oh. in the story mode. So... <laughs> No Johnny, no Slayer, and no Elfelt. So that's good. I mean, that's a... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, that's funny. No Elfelt, yeah. Yeah. That's weird, though, man. No uh, no Johnny or Slayer. Yep. But we get Jam? I mean, eh, I don't really like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, final question of this week comes from Fokeo on Discord, and he asks, is there an upper age limit to competitive play are there any actual boomers that are on competitive scene? If there were, I think it could m- make for a cool piece. Yeah, actually, it's funny that he brings that up because I'm actually working up on a piece kind of like the Yume piece that I did talking about like his story. I'm interested in doing a piece uh, for Gamer B, who is oh, okay. a longtime, longtime Street Fighter player. Uh, and Gamer B, I believe, was 38 when he got uh, second place at Evo. Oh, cool. Yeah. So... Yeah, there's definitely still boomers playing. Uh, I don't know too many of them just on top of my head, but uh, as far as an age limit, I don't think so because Tokido was in his mid to later 30s when he beat Punk for Evo, and Punk is a young kid, and and Tokido's been around for a long time. Bonchan just recently won Evo, and he's older. So, no, I don't think so. I think you can still play. You had uh, John Choi had a really nice run at NCR a few years back, and he's obviously older from the 
the old school uh, arcade scene. So, yeah, I don't think there's a limit. I think as long as you still have time. The problem is the reason why you don't see a lot of people uh, kind of compete in the same capacity when um, once they're like in their 30s and 40s is because, you know, a lot of them have other responsibilities like families and, you know, spouses. And, and if, you're, if you're not sponsored, yeah, if you're not sponsored like Bonchan or Gamer B or all those guys, um, you can't really continue that lifestyle. You kind of have to settle down. But uh, yeah, for sure. There's still people doing doing their thing. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's so much harder than once you have like a family and all that type of stuff. You just yeah. really can't like mess with that in, in a way, really. All right. The final thing uh for this week's podcast is before I forget, so uh this kind of flew under the radar uh because you know, you know how it is with French bread and tight moon and all that stuff. So uh Tsukihime remake has a release date. It's coming to uh, Japanese consoles on August 26th, 2021. So a couple months. So it could be uh, melty. Might be coming in the fall, I would assume. Maybe close to that release date. Uh, I don't believe there's an English version for Tsukihime yet. So not sure actually how's that going to work because they did announce that there is a North American uh, release for Melty Blood. But no Tsukihime, North American version. So weird. Yeah, you gotta get you know we're gonna get we're gonna get the fan translation of it three years in the road. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I don't know how popular Tsukihime is. That's that's kinda how the the West kinda I mean not the West, but that's kinda how Japanese people kinda work sometimes where they won't really bother with it if it doesn't seem like it'll earn them anything. So there's not much of a popularity thing. I don't think they'll even bother with uh, something down here. But isn't that wild that they they released the fact that there is a Western version for a spinoff of the visual novel, but there isn't a Western version of the actual visual novel? Yeah, yeah so it might also be that it's not the same teams, but yeah, very weird. Very, very weird. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll keep an eye out on that. Hopefully Melty can save the FGC as it's... Uh... I, I really hope it does. I'm <laughs> giving it if Melty doesn't drop it correct. It has to come correct, man. Yeah, man, hopefully. If not, you and I are going to be playing chess for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo, online Marvel, best netcode in the world, baby. (laughs) Ain't got to worry about netcode with chess, man. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, Pringle, let's get out of here. It's been nice. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you just got into KI, man. You got to tell me a little bit about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we can talk about KI. So shout out to Scruffy. You know, Scruffy is normally not a person that I would point to for great ideas. But recently, <laughs> he's been trying to uh, get more people to play KI because he's on Xbox. He doesn't have a PC. And most of us in the Discord play on PC. So KI has crossplay, has rollback. So we've been playing. So shout out to Pants, shout out to Zio, uh, shout out to Toby. We've been starting to play, you know, some people playing KI in the Discord. And it's been uh, been pretty fun. And uh, just having casual matches, right? I'm not, like, super invested in learning the game, but I'm having fun with it a lot. Eventually, I think that uh, I'll I'll start, once I plateau, once I feel like I truly plateau, I'll start uh, hitting the lab and trying to figure out more than just the, the general stuff. One thing I will say, though, that's caught my eye recently. The Xbox, I don't know if I want to call them the fighting community, but the players who I've been playing, the randoms, not so much Scruffy and, and uh, people on Discord, a lot of rage quits, man. Like, 
there's uh, <laughs> the, I just I find that I think that the mentality is a little bit different. Of this has happened multiple times now that I've been playing people online. Of okay. I'll win. So Ki doesn't have rounds; it has life bars. So yeah, yeah. I'll beat somebody. I'll take their first life bar, and then they just stop playing. They just stand there and they quit. And then I was like, okay, are you not going to fight back because you lost a round? So you're you're obviously salty. And I was like, I'll wait, right? I'll be like, oh, maybe his controller disconnected or something. I'll wait for a few seconds. And I'm like, okay, we're both standing here. So I was like, all right, I'll just finish you off. I'll go play somebody else if you don't want to play me. And then I start working on their second life bar, and then they quit, disconnect. The player left the lobby. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so this has happened multiple times. And the other part is that a lot of teabagging, man. A lot of teabagging on Xbox players. Like, uh, I don't know. I think, you know what's weird? And I find I find this, this is almost like a little uh, social experiment because I've never played against crossplay from Xbox people. KI is their only fighting game there, right? Like, it's the only fighting game that they really have of consequence. So it's almost like they've built their own society on the Xbox platform. They're like the uh, like when when uh, civilized society found like a secret island of just uh, <laughs> like uh, people who have never had any contact with the outside world. That's how I feel going in from FGC to seeing how people play on fighting games on Xbox. Because man, first of all, they play super different. Where it's just there's no tech. It's just constant mashing and a lot of teabagging. And it's almost like I feel like I'm playing an FPS in a fighting game because they refuse to adapt and they make a lot of weird actions that are not FGC to me. I was like, wow, this is super strange. Like you're, you're a player who's playing a fighting game, but not in the way that I'm used to playing against other fighting game players, if that makes any sense. So playing against blind man with a sword. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now there have been a couple of FGC people on Xbox who I have played uh, but the ones who aren't, I can tell right away by just the way that they play. So uh, interesting. I will say uh, so far I've had three rage quits against me and I'm trash at the game, but the people just rage quit on the Xbox side because I just don't think that they're used to losing or if they just there's no penalty for it or whatever. But uh, I have, what, like 90 hours in TFH? I, I don't have an experience a single rage quit, but on Xbox or uh, rather on on Killer Instinct, I have twelve hours, and I've already had yeah. three. So, yeah, important. That's uh, <laughs> that's your claim to fame, man. They, they're like they gonna start saying, "Yo, Xbox people are savage, though, man." That's what they, <laughs> that's where the uh, that's where they play card, though, right? That's yep. where all them people be like, "Yeah, man, I hope your ass get aborted." You're like, "Ah, damn!" I'm like, "Yo, I hope your mother died in a car accident." I'm like, "Jesus, yeah, you gonna get that, man?" I think that's the mentality over there, man. It's weird, yeah, very strange, but. Hey man, it is it is the problem is is if they have Game Pass, which most of them are probably paying for, Killer Instinct is free. So it's a oh. free game, low consequence because they don't there's no points to really lose. And so rage quitting is not that big of a deal. So you can act like LTG all you want, because why wouldn't you? Like why would you take responsibility for taking a couple L's? But uh yeah, it's just a, it's definitely a weird mentality that I've noticed when I fight against people on Xbox. But I got to say, man, they're active. There's a lot of people playing KI on Xbox because I get matched up with them a lot. I don't think I've gotten matched up with a single person on Steam, but I've gotten matched up with a couple people on Windows Store. So it's still on Microsoft's Mm. platform. But uh, the game is super fun. Like, I'm actually really enjoying it. And 
Um, it's mostly because it's scruffy. Yeah. yeah. Very, very so, unexpected. Yeah. I mean, I I really didn't think I would uh, get into it as much, but it's, it's, it's a part of two things. One, I have people to play it with in the Discord, so that's always fun. And two, it offers me something new and unique that I haven't put too much time into it because I played a little bit in 2017, but that was too close to the release of Tekken. I was like, I'm just going to play Tekken at that point. Um, and with uh, right now, I don't have a lot to play outside of TFH. And we already talked about Strive, right? So KI kind of slid in there and being like, hey, this is a new experience. Why not try it? And uh, kind of came in at the perfect time. Nice, nice. I need to give it a shot again, man. I I did like it when I played it for like 30 minutes. And I did. I had a lot of fun, actually. But mm-hmm. I don't want to get Steam. I don't really want to mess with the Microsoft Store. So Yeah, I mean, Netcode is really good. And I've, I think it's one of the easiest fighting games to get into because it literally tells you you can do any combo because they're super easy to do, right? You just do a special and do a couple of linkers and you end it with a heavy or, or whatever ender you want to end it with. But yeah. uh, because it's so easy, anybody can start playing. And then that's when the layers start as like, okay, I can't do the same strength button every time because it's just going to combo breaker every time, right? So I'm not getting anything. Now let me try to yeah. figure out how do I disguise my combo so they don't get broken. But uh, yeah, the game is... Super fun. A lot of layers. A lot of interesting characters as well. Like, I've already have... So, I play TJ Combo in that game. But yeah. I, I already saw that, like, Cinder is a character I would really like to mess around with. Sadira is really cool. Obviously, Jago is a Shoto, so you can always play him. And then uh, you have Thunder, who's super fun. Dude, he has a low and overhead. He's got, the, like, crazy pressure, a command grab. He might be your character. Uh <laughs> He's got everything. And so he's hella fun. You got Tusk, who plays completely different, but he shits damage like crazy. He doesn't even have to hit you that much. And all these different archetypes, super, super fun. Like uh, that, that that roster is uh, it's pretty impressive in the way that they're constructed. So, yeah, if, you, yeah. if anybody owns that game, I highly recommend it just to give it a try. Mash some buttons. It's a good time. And people are playing it. The crossplay really helps. Yeah, nice, man. Yeah. Here, dude. Mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty much it for fcc hollywood we can get out of here it's been nice to be back obviously we there was a little lull there but uh hopefully the news picks up because man strive really killed my uh my news week bring i had nothing to talk about <laughs> oh man this came to came to shut you down in, in different ways <laughs> daisuke's vision daisuke's vision yep <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah uh, ladies and gents, appreciate y'all for listening to FCC Hollywood episode 33. We will be back uh, next week, hopefully, with some more news, more stuff. And uh, I'll let you know if I finish Claymore or how godlike it is. But until then, uh, we're going to peace out. So, peace. Y'all take care.